Um, this morning, uh, we're going to talk about forgiveness. We're going to talk about forgiveness. And as I bring up that subject, I realize that, that most of you have thought about forgiveness and your own need for that. But we're also going to talk not only about your, your need for forgiveness, but uh, our relationship with others and forgiveness. And as I bring that up, I, I want to warn you that some of you will say in your mind right away, that immediately when we talk about this subject, I can't forgive. I can't forgive. I can't forgive him or her because of what they've done to me or done uh, for me. Or it may have been a single event. It may have been uh, a bunch of events in a row that has kind of culminated. But I can't forgive them. Uh, and when you say that, you're not saying um, that you don't understand for, for forgiveness and even have been forgiven yourselves. But you, what you're saying is there's no way possible for it to happen. And in saying that, you say you, you're telling people uh, I'm justified. It's good. It's it's proper that I feel this way. Um, we would even maybe talk about things in the world and we'd say, well, this ranks in this classified, this group of sins of things that nobody should forgive anyone for. And so this morning, I realized that many of you come in uh, with those particular things that you think about that are unforgivable in your mind. I realize that God's word's going to challenge you this morning, and I just encourage you to not um, fight against it, but to submit to your loving Lord. Realizing that the, uh, your Savior spoke these words and he directed us in the way we should go. Please stand in honor of God's word. I'd like to read to you from verse 9 through verse 15. God's word says this. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Let's pray. God, we ask your um, work to be done in our lives as we look at this passage. God, I pray that uh, we would not become stubborn in our own hearts with our own ideas, but that we would hear from you, that we would allow your word to penetrate our hearts, no matter how cold they are, and that we might be reordered. God, thank you for the grace of the gospel, and I pray that it would its work would be done in us now. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I just want to share with you um, really five things this morning about forgiveness. And if you'll notice, we have uh, finished really this prayer that Jesus proclaimed. He, he, he spread it out. He said, this is what my kingdom's like. And in my kingdom, this is how we pray. 
We pray like this. And in the midst of that, he talks in verse 12, if you look at it, um, and he presents the idea of forgiveness. That we have debts, that we have debts against God. And that as we deal with those debts, there's a sim- similar way in verse 12, it says, and forgive us our debts if we have, as we have also forgiven our debtors. As you read through that, uh, most of us, it, it's kind of in our minds where we say, and forgiveness, forgiving for our debts. Yes, I want that. Yes, I want to be forgiven for the things that I have done. And yet it continues on. And it really brings us to our, our first point. And I want to tell you, it's the clear teaching of forgiveness. It's that we want our debts forgiven and God is the one who forgives us. But we also have to extend forgiveness one to another, one to another. If you look at this, that was verse 12. But the verses we're really looking at today are verses 14 and 15. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. There's a forgiveness here. There's a forgiveness here. Verse 15 (coughs) uses the same point in the negative. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. It's important stuff. As you look at that, you might say, well, maybe I don't understand that passage. Maybe uh, it's a little bit confusing. Um, so we, there's forgiveness here that has to be done. Uh, and if we don't, we don't get this forgiveness here. That doesn't make sense. Or I don't like it. Maybe it makes sense, but I don't like it. Um, I want to tell you that I want to read you a few other passages. Mark chapter 11, verse 25 says this. And whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Similar passage, isn't it? If you look in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Connection, right? We're to forgive one another. As Christ has forgiven us. Colossians chapter uh, chapter 3 verse 12. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. You get it? The clear teaching of Scripture is this. That God is to forgive us. That, that he, because of His love for us, He calls us to call on Him for our forgiveness. And we are to forgive one another. That's how it works. I would even say it this way. That because of His forgiveness of us, we are fit to forgive one another. We are able to forgive one another. In our minds, we're probably saying, well, yeah, for most cases and most things, that's the kind of, yeah, that, that's, that's how it works, you know, that we can forgive people. But, but I got a different case, you know, one that's not really spoken of there. You don't know what he's done to me. You don't know what she's done to me. You don't know what my parents did to me. 
You don't know what that teacher, that brother, that sister have done to me. It's too much. And yet Jesus clearly states in Scripture that there is to be forgiveness right here and there's to be forgiveness right here. It's a clear teaching of Scripture. If you hear it this morning, um, I want you to know this is what God calls you to do in your life. This is, this is what it is. This is what it means to be forgiven. That you forgive. It's what it is. So, so you say, well, I only want forgiveness from God, but I don't have to extend it out. I want to tell you that God says that is not forgiveness. He says that, that it, the one that is to be forgiven is the one that desires to be able to let go of it himself. Number one, there's a clear teaching of Scripture that forgiveness is to be between God and man and to be with man and man. As you look at this, I want to give you a second point that sin is dangerous and present in us as well as others. That similar, uh, say, I read to you Ephesians chapter 4. If you want to turn over there, Ephesians chapter 4 tells us this same teaching, this clear teaching that we are to be kind, uh, we are to be forgiving towards one another, just as God and Christ has forgave us, we are to extend that out. But if you look at the verse right prior to that, uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31, it says this, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Then it says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God and Christ forgave you. (coughs) Many of you wonder, what's the big deal about sin? If you allow sin to have resident in your heart and forgiveness not to be granted for one another, it creates the sin in you of bitterness. It's stuck in you. If you cling to it, it ruins you. It ruins you. It's something that will destroy you. Some of you say, well, if it's not taken care of, how can I take care of it? I want to tell you that it's making you bitter. The sin of unforgiveness is making you bitter. There's... We struggle with this because in our world today, we, we sometimes we think of God and we go, yeah, I've sinned against God, but I know that He loves me. I know that He loves me. So what's the big deal? I know God is rich in mercy. Why do I have to keep going back to Him? Why do I have to confess again what I have done? And in the same way, we carry that off relationship to relationship. We go, ah, they sinned, but it's, it's, it's bitter. It's done. We're separated. No big deal. It is a big deal. Sin has a dangerous effect on you. Both your other sins against you as well as your sin against God. And it creates a bitterness, a wrath, an anger, slander, and, and all kinds of different evil that would happen in you. We need to be serious about this or it will make us bitter. Bitter. 
this time I just want to say some of us once again are, are clinging to it, right? We're holding on to it and we say, it's my right to be angry about this because it, they sinned against me and they never made it right. Why do you want to hang on to sins that have, other people have done against you? Why do you want to allow that to make you bitter? We think we're, there's some kind of justice in it that we hold on to it, we cling to it, and we say, I will never forget what they did to me. I want to tell you, that's ruining you. It's not God's plan for your life. It's destroying you without you even committing anything, um, allowing other sin to come upon you. Sin is dangerous and present in us as well as others. Number three. Number three, forgiven people live in a kingdom of grace, not of law. Kingdom of grace, not of law. Um, Let me tell you just a little bit about this. Uh, And I say a kingdom because Jesus is saying, I have a different kingdom and I want to explain it to you. And that's the book of Matthew. And so he, as he begins to preach, he shares some different things that were confusing to them, but different and better and superior. And now he says, pray in this way and pray in this way that you would uh, gain forgiveness for your debts, for your debts. But wait, there's others that have debts against you. The idea of debts, uh, there's a couple of different words here. If you look in 12 and 14, it uses the word trespasses. The idea of trespasses is getting off the path, doing our own thing. Uh, sinning in a way where God says, go this way. And we said, no, we're going to go this way. That's trespasses. Debts are the idea of tally marks, of a record being kept, a, a ledger, if you will, that you're um, upside down, that you've committed sins and you can't pay for them. Uh, as you think about this, the law was all about keeping score. It was all about keeping score. You're either right or you're wrong. There was a sense where you'd done enough good things and you, you'd kept the law or you hadn't. And when you hadn't, it showed up as a debt, a debt. Um, many times people liked the law because they thought that they were being successful. But when they really looked at it, they were just guilty, right? They were showing them over and over again to be guilty. The problem with keeping score is that if we're under the law... We're keeping our own score, but we're also keeping the score of others. We're watching others and we go, oh, you sinned against me. Check. That's one. Oh, that's another one. Oh, that's another one. And as we look at it over and over and over again, we're keeping score. We're saying, you did this to me. These have still not been taken care of. And some of us like to keep score. We're good at it. Uh, we remember, you know, we can say back in the third grade, there was that one guy who stole my lunch that one time and I'll never forgive him. I could tell you his name. I could tell you what he was wearing that day. I, I, have, a, I have a distinct mark and memory of what happened. Some of us have that about our family members. Some of us have that about our parents. We think of uh, people that have hurt us in this church or that church, and we say, oh, I'll never forgive him for that. 
I want to tell you, those who have been forgiven, those who have been forgiven, live in a kingdom of grace. Kingdom of grace. They look at their own scorebook and, and Jesus has taken it out of their hands and says, I'll take care of this. And we feel the relief and we're like, oh, it's so great. And then when we look to others and we look at that other scorebook, you say, I don't even want to look at this one. Because if mine didn't matter, theirs certainly doesn't matter either. We live in a kingdom of grace. We're, we're excited to forgive because we've been forgiven much. We're done keeping score. So forgiven people live in a kingdom of grace, not of law. Number four. And this word isn't spoken of in our passage here. But it's the word that, that's so important to what we're talking about. It's the word reconciliation. Reconciliation. Forgiveness is about reconciliation. What that word means, and some of you are saying, well, it's kind of an accounting term again. It is. But it's the idea of making it right. Making it right. But when Jesus used, used the word reconciliation, and that, that word being used of him in the ministry that, that he has done through the gospel, it's the idea of bringing God and man together again. It, it's that they're now close. That there's nothing between them. That's what forgiveness does. It brings God and man close. This morning, um, you know, most important thing that you can think through this morning is your relationship with God. Your reconciliation with Him. If there's things between you and Him, there's things between you and Him that are separating you, you need to be reconciled. You say, what do I need to do? Um... Well, most of the time when you ask, what do I need to do? You're thinking of your own works. That you can somehow work your way and make things right. Well, you can't make things right. You must be forgiven. Forgiven. So it doesn't cost anything. No, it does cost something. It costs Jesus. He paid for it. His blood was shed that we might have forgiveness of sins. Reconciliation between God and man, but also reconciliation between man and man. And I realize that, that this is sometimes even more difficult than between God and man, because God is a, a willing participant. He's anxious to reconcile. He loves you. And that's probably why uh, it's, it's his winsome personality. It's his winsome work that he has done in your life where you're drawn to him because of what he has done for you. And yet with man to man, there's sometimes an unwillingness, right? You say, I would forgive them, but they won't ask. They don't want it. I want to tell you that this is the, the important part of the work of forgiveness is bringing us back and together, back together again. Reconciliation. You say, well, how does that work? Well, let, let's talk about it, how it doesn't work. If, if we have sin, one to another can't be reconciled. Can't be reconciled. It's stuck. It's stuck in a place, and we'll talk about a moment where we drift apart, not together again. This is what needs to happen. This is the word that describes the work of God 
in you and you one to another. It's interesting as um, a believer in Jesus Christ, there's sometimes that it just has to be a one-sided piece, right? Book of Romans chapter 12 talks about, so it, says, it says it like this. So then as far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. You get that? A one-sided peace, right? It's the forgiving heart saying, I am at peace with you, though you are not at peace with me. That's sometimes where it gets stuck in the reconciliation process, is that one uh, partner is unwilling to reconcile, willing to come together again, not willing to forgive. And so... This is the word that we should seek for and, and push for all the time. Which leads me to my last word, my last point. Here you got reconciliation and the last one is relationship. Relationship. Um, this word relationship, I love it. Love it. Because it's, it's one of the most important pictures that God has created this world about, okay? It's about relationship. Uh, why did he put a husband and wife together for relationship? Why did he give them children? They might have relationship. You even have relationship, grandparents to parents to grandkids, relationship as he places people in neighborhoods and communities why that they might have relationship why why did he gather his church together that we might be together for relationship and you say what does relationship have to do with forgiveness i want to tell you that if there's sin between you and god or if there's sin between unforgiven sin between man to man there's no relationship. It, it, it doesn't. It isn't reconciled. It dr- drifts away. There's a sense in which that you can still be near one another, but have no relationship. And why? Because sin has not been taken care of. Forgiveness has not been uh, received and then granted. I want to tell you that um, relationship... Relationship is super important to you and to me. And and what will be the destruction of it is the sins that you hold on to that others have committed against you. And you say, I will not give this up. I'm justified hanging on to this. I want to tell you, you ruined relationship. You're, You're the part, when you hold on to it, you're the one becoming bitter. You're the one that's ruining relationship instead of letting go. You say, well, how can I let go? I ask you the same question about our Lord. How could he let go of your sins that he committed, that you committed against him? You say, what do I need to do about my sins? Just as the, uh, Jesus instructed, Father, forgive me my debts. The debts that I have done. I have done. These are on my tab. They're mine. I did them against you. That's where forgiveness is granted. You get this. And what will happen? Relationship. Relationship with the Father and you. What happens when forgiveness is granted down here on earth? Relationship can once again be 
be, take, be, be thriving, be, be close. There can be a closeness. The reason we struggle, uh, one of the reasons we struggle in our world is because we don't see any relationships as all that uh, worthwhile. We uh, see relationships as something that is temporary, that can be changed out. Uh, like an old part in a car, we say, uh, we look at people and relationships and we go, oh, this one's broken, throw it out, get a new one. I want to tell you that that is not God's intention. He didn't do that with you. He didn't do that with me. He didn't look at my life and say, Kevin's too big of a mess. He's cracked, broken, old. Get rid of him. But rather, in forgiveness, he made me whole again that we could have relationship, him and I together. And so we, we do the same thing one to another. Because he has made us fit to do so, we can extend forgiveness no matter what someone has done against us. I want to tell you one thing. Uh, by It's a commercial of sorts, okay? Um, this message is tough. It's tough. You don't have to nod your head if you agree. I see the look on your face. It's tough. You're struggling with some of your past and the things that you have held on to. And first service was the same. And there's this sense of like, I don't know about forgiveness. I struggle with it. And yet God's teaching is clear and I know I have to. And I want to tell you that, that we are here with you. I know the other pastors and I would love to meet with you, walk with you, encourage you. Uh, we don't have a like a, a super saber or something like that, the forgiveness saber, where we can just go whoosh and everything be right in your life. We can't do it. But we can encourage you through the scriptures. We can pray with you. We can listen and encourage you to walk faithfully with the Lord. And we love to do so. Pastors and elders would love to help you with these things. It, it breaks our heart, to be honest with you, when we hear that you're going through things and you have gone through them for years and you just didn't want to come talk to us. It breaks our heart. Not because we're smart and you know we're offended. and I'm a pretty great counselor. But that uh, we love you and God has not intended us to fumble through life, but to walk as a body of Christ. I want to help you with the issues of forgiveness, both in your life with your relationships as well as your relationship with God. Please join with me in prayer. Father, we, um, we're needy people. And uh, God, um, sometimes we see a glimpse of our need and other times we just fumble through life busying ourselves, trying to keep ourselves busy with things that cause us not to think of our need for you and our need to get things right one to another. God, I ask that you would grant us a heart of repentance and forgiveness this morning. God, I ask that you would uh, stir our hearts, not uh, cause us to just feel bad, but cause us to want to act. God, you're good and merciful. We're thankful that you're a God who's willing to forgive. Do your work in us that we might both be forgiven and be ones that love to extend grace to those around us.
God, thank you uh, for what you've given us in Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.